Hi there, you're listening to F&B Soundbites, a podcast where we cover hot topics, trends and challenges of interest to professionals in the engine room behind the food and beverage industry. I'm your host, Hamish McCook. Today, I'm joined by Rex Johnstone. Rex is the technical director in the industrial team at Becker, and he's got 30 plus years experience working with food and beverage clients across industry. For Rex, food is as much a passion as it is employment. During lockdown, Rex has been experimenting with his own coffee roasting facility, and apparently his wife is adamant that his coffee is better than any of the cafe beans in town. Rex also makes his own low-carb, high-fat, no, low Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, low-carb, high-fat, is it? Yeah, yeah great. Yogurt. Uh, so, uh, welcome, Rex. Thank you, and uh, thanks very much, Hamish, for uh, inviting me along eventually, uh, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, that's great. Thanks, Rex. It's great to have you along. I was really looking forward to catching up with you, actually. So, team, Rex is coming from a position of experience in hygienic design in the industry, and, uh, and, you know, we've got listeners from across New Zealand, Australia, and Southeast Asia exporting food across the world. So, getting the hygienic design right is a critical element for all of us. But I guess let's start at basics, Rex. Um, Today we're going to be talking about navigating the hygiene minefield. But Rex, can you just take us through what is hygienic design and why is it important? Well, hygienic design is paramount for any food producer. I mean, the bottom line is we don't want to be selling any food that's going to affect human safety. And that's the number one thing. So what's in the food, what we do to it, what we've put in it, we've got to look at our processes, our buildings, our ingredients and packaging and everything we do to ensure that food safety happens. And at the end of the day, if it's not safe, you've got expensive product recalls, you've got expensive legislative action potentially, and customers are not happy. And I guess, Rex, in the worst case scenario, customers who aren't with us anymore as well, right? This is serious Mm, stuff. It's serious stuff. It can be serious, yes. The other thing that's happening right now is an increasing number of countries who are importing products that are produced in this region are demanding high standards and have their own import legislation around food safety and hygiene practices. And and that's the extent that they're auditing the local companies here in this part of the world and they're visiting them and they're inspecting and making sure that those producers are meeting their standards. So that's really important thing to be able to meet the requirements of those countries you're exporting to. You're right, Rex. And we've just seen a dramatic change in that. I mean, really over the last few decades, but even now still, and with all of the different sort of organizations and guidelines and standards, whether it's GMP or Sanitary 3A, FDA, CNC or eHedge, it's just like an alphabet soup of international guidelines and, and requirements. Yeah, it may seem like that and and take a wee bit of navigating, but it's all really good stuff. I mean, it's all developmental and it's going to be horses, of course, is what applies to your particular food product and what you are doing. Um, eHedge, I'll just mention for people who don't know, it's a new thing in New Zealand, new organisation that started. It's part of eHedge in Europe, which stands for European Hygienic Design Guidelines or Group. They're a very comprehensive set of guides around how do you do hygienic design and are very useful. And they're complementary to the FDA, GMP, and this is starting to be used in this part of the world. Yeah, I think that's a good point. The complementarity of it. Yeah, the eHedge guidelines are really good, really handy. So, Rex, I mean, what about new players coming into food with these new weird yogurt, coconut this, hemp that, kombucha this. They're coming into food 
they're not food people, but they've made something in their kitchen. I think these people don't always understand the risks around food safe and hygiene or understand how to manage it. So, I mean, what, what would your advice be for some of those new entrants? It's an exciting time, actually, in food production. You know, we've got a rise of plant-based foods, which are mixtures of things, and we've got new sources of food. But along with that comes new bugs. What about new technology that's entering this area of hygienic design and product safety management? Well, one thing that's really interesting is genomic sequencing. Living in the world of the coronavirus and how genomic sequencing of the virus is helping us understand where a particular strain has come from, how it's got into the country, where it's living. It's fascinating, isn't it? And what this can do is it can pinpoint or trace sources of infection. So bugs that cause food poisoning like salmonella, they're microbes. They have a genome sequence just like a virus. It's a bit more complicated. And they can do the same thing with all these particular bugs. So there's actually governmental organizations who are developing data basis of specific sequence versions of pathogens in, in New Zealand. So if, if this bug turns up in a food and they manage to sample it, they can probably sort of have a good guess at where that's traced, where that's come from. So there's going to be more and more ability to know that, hey, that bug came from your factory or not. The other even more useful thing to try and combat that is they can, on a micro level, trace the particular bugs pathway through your factory and where it's residing and where particular strains of a bug are coming in and what's allowing them to do that. So they genomic sequence the pathogens in your factory environment. And that's really helpful, actually. That gives the hygienic design experts knowledge of where to target and change things. So that's really, really useful. I think as well, Rex, if I've got an existing food facility, it's older, there might be cracks or issues in the walls. If I can actually use this technology to trace where it came from, that's going to be really handy to reduce my trace back duration and actually get the whole supply chain under control again. So, okay, let's talk about um, the old players, the ones that have been around the food industry before, and they're already in it. So how do you boil this down and, and make it simple for them? As they all know, food safety is a risk-based approach taken in industry, and we look at three-tiered viewpoint on it. Human safety is at the top. That's paramount. What are we doing? Can it affect human safety of the product that we're putting out? Second tier, that investing and ensuring that is really expensive, so there's a risk level that's assigned to certain things. The next thing is brand protection. You know, if you put out some product that's got something in it or a bug in it or it makes people sick, you know, that's bad for your brand. So there's a cost implication for that as well. So that comes into the risk-based approach. And on top of that, there's your whole company protection, the expense of a, rec- a recall or even a loss of a product because it can't be in the market because it's designed wrong. That can really affect company performance and survival. So that three-tiered risk-based approach but paramount is it safe for human consumption? And that's where everything pulls back to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if that's the, the risk-based approach, what are some of the nuts and bolts mitigations that companies should be thinking about? Yeah, so once you understand your risk, then it's what do you do about it and how do you mitigate that risk? And if you're designing a new factory, that's pretty good. Also, this applies to if you're retrofitting or changing or you've got an old factory, you can play the same approach. It's just harder. Um, so it's an elemental and a holistic approach. It starts with what's the environment that you're creating your product and what is the building and what's its envelope look like? What's the hygiene of that 
room that you're doing the special processing in? Is it watertight? Are you using cleanable surfaces? Have you got the drains and the floor right? Have you got the right air protection and pressure and air changes, etc.? So that's all quite well understood around building. This specific things you do when it comes to the process equipment that's a lot more tricky and intricate and detailed because every bit of process equipment every plant is different so the different types of processes so it's down into detailed design are the materials right are you got the right process you've got the right temperatures and time is your product at the right moisture where is it risky when it's high moisture and then taking a step back from that in this holistic approach as you look at your ingredient supply are you potentially bringing in things in your ingredients that are going to affect your food safety. So there's a whole validation around ensuring all your inputs of your ingredients to that food are safe as well. And on top of that, as it goes out the door, is it in the right type of package? Has it been sterilised? Has it been pasteurised? Um, what's the shelf life likely to be? So there's a whole raft of things. Each bit has a different kind of expert who has the ultimate knowledge about that. So there's no one shoe fits all. It's a holistic elemental approach. Yeah, that's a good point, Rex. There's no unicorn that can come in and has solutions to all of these areas. It's complex. It's an intrinsic part of running a food business. It's across your whole supply chain. There's a lot, a lot going on here. So Rex, look, as we wind this up, and I'm actually really quite amazed that we've covered a lot of territory and a really big topic quite quickly here. So are there any key golden nuggets you wanted to leave our listeners with as they go on their day? Food safety, it's one of the biggest company risks you'll have. There's changing legislation and changing technical environment and requirements for your processes and products. And as you said, there's no one unicorn solution. I guess that's it. It takes a team of people with varying expertise to look at every aspect of your production, the hygienic design of your buildings and processes and product to get it right. But when you do get it right, you know, you can sleep at night. You've got products that are going to be safe for your customers to consume and you can have a a thriving and successful business. That's fantastic, Rex. Thanks for that. So that's my solution for a poor night's sleep is to focus on hygienic design. I like that a lot. Okay. Hey, well, thanks very much, Rex. And thanks, Hamish. That was great. No problems at all. And thanks very much to our listeners as well for joining us today. I look forward to bringing you another episode of FNB Soundbites. Until then, as we say in New Zealand, hi and farewell. Mm-hmm.